Yo, what's going on, everybody? You're watching Giants Now by Chat Sports. In today's show, we got a Saquon Barkley contract update, so we're going to break that down. Then we're also going to talk a little OTA because Colin Johnson, yeah, a familiar name, Colin Johnson has been playing extremely well at OTAs, and he is fighting like hell to make the roster at this jam-packed wide receiver position. We're going to break both those down, but first, make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel because we are going to be putting out videos every single day all year long on the latest Giants news and rumors. We go live for every single game during the NFL season, so if you're looking for the best damn coverage of Big Blue, hit that sub button right now. All right, let's get into it. Saquon Barkley, according to the New York Daily News and Ryan Dunleavy, the two sides, the New York Giants and Saquon Barkley, they sat down following the NFL draft like we talked about they would on the channel, but it doesn't sound like a deal is all that close. The quote actually was, the two sides were no closer than they ever have been on a contract agreement. And time is ticking, and it's running out. We are less than two months away from the deadline, July 17th is the deadline for all franchise tag players to sign a long-term extension. So if a long-term deal doesn't get done by July 17th, Saquon Barkley either A, has to sign the franchise tag and go out and play on that, or B, he's got to pull Le'Veon Bell and not sign that uh, franchise tag offer sheet and just not play in the regular season. So, uh... I think this is going to ramp up here pretty soon as we get closer and closer to this date right here. We're going to continue to keep you up to date. But before we look at what just happened, let's look back in the rear view. Kind of a timeline right here. During this season, this is all alleged. These are all reports. So no factual info. Like Barkley hasn't said this or the Giants haven't said this. But these are reports from trusted sources that we have. Apparently, Saquon Barkley rejected a deal during the NFL season at the bye week that offered him $12.5 million per year. Then after the season, after the Giants won a playoff game and Barkley was a big part of that, they reportedly offered him a deal of $13 million per year. And then right before they put the franchise tag on him, they supposedly offered a deal of $14 million per year. And according to reports, obviously, Saquon Barkley rejected all of those. This is what Dunleavy had to say in his New York Daily News write-up. He said the Giants returned to the negotiating table after the NFL draft talking about a smaller figure than the $13 million per year annually that Barkley previously rejected before the running back market tanked. And my immediate thought when I read that was, of course it did, because the market determines a player's value. The market determines everyone's value. I can't go into my job and ask for a certain amount of money if no one else at our company is making that type of money because you are what the market says. And when you look at what, how the market played out this offseason at the running back position, it wasn't good. Miles Sanders had just as good or slightly less of a good season than Saquon Barkley. Obviously, Barkley's a higher profile. He was the number two pick. Sanders was a second or third round pick. But he signed for just four years, $25 million, and $11 million guaranteed at signing. And you see the rest of these guys. While obviously these players aren't as good as Saquon Barkley, it kind of tells you what the rest of the NFL thinks a running back is worth. There is no way that you can tell me that at four years, $25 million, just over $6 million per year, that Saquon Barkley is two times as valuable as Miles Sanders. I don't think that you can say that. And the running back market, at least the way it played out, tells you that not a lot of teams want to pay running backs. And CBS Sports, it was Dunleavy and CBS Sports had a conversation. And this is what CBS Sports said 
to the New York Daily News and Dunleavy. They said, if the assumption is that only Saquon Barkley's first two years are guaranteed for just $22 million, then there's no deal to be made then. I would counter with the last time a running back was franchise tagged and got a long-term deal. The Titans didn't do Derrick Henry that way. They gave him $25.5 million guaranteed over two seasons. And, and let's be honest, Saquon Barkley is an injury I don't know if I want to say injury-prone player, but he's had a handful of injuries throughout his NFL career. And not signing a long-term deal because the Giants aren't giving you what the franchise tag would give you over the last two seasons is absolutely risky. Because I know this, if Saquon Barkley is not as, as good as what he was this year, like if he's not as good as he was last year coming up to this season, and if he's not as healthy as he was last year coming up to this season, let's say he gets hurt and only plays in 10 games. The Giants aren't going to franchise tag Saquon Barkley again. Then he would be a free agent again, and he ain't going to get the money that he thought he was going to get. So I think that not accepting a deal because you don't get paid what the franchise tag is going to give you over the next two years is risky, risky business. His agent already messed up one time and re, um, misread the market. Turned down a deal of $13 million before free agency opened. Maybe he needs a new agent, but it does come down to guaranteed money, and we don't know exactly how much the Giants have offered him in guaranteed money. That is what is the sticking point. I just don't know if I agree with what CBS Sports had to say about not accepting a deal if it's not more than $22 million guaranteed. Because let's say he gets hurt this year. You know, God forbid, knock on wood. But that's the reality of the NFL. There's a 100% injury rate. I don't think it's safe to play it year by year. Dunleavy rebuttaled to CBS Sports and said the Browns signed Nick Chubb to a three-year $36.6 million extension that included two-thirds of that salary plus bonuses being paid through two years. And CBS Sports replied and said you could deal with that guarantee if the cash flow those first two years was at least $26.5 million. And that is a lot of money. There's only two running backs in the National Football League that are going to be paid more than $26 million over the next two seasons. It's Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Dalvin Cook, he's making $12.6 million, but any day now he is going to be cut by the Minnesota Vikings. You look at the highest paid running backs in the National Football League. There's only a couple of these guys that I would say contracts have worked out. And the only reason the one the McCaffrey deal has worked out is because he got traded to a team that was loaded. The Derrick Henry deal has worked out. That's only $12.5 million. Nick Chubb, less than $12.5 million. There's rumors about Joe Mixon being cut, and Aaron Jones is only making $11 million. And also, we go back to what the market says you are. Tony Pollard and Josh Jacobs, who had really good seasons, were also franchise tagged, and they have neither gotten a long-term deal done, which tells you teams are scared to hand out long-term guaranteed money to running backs. I do want to take a look, though, at the guaranteed money at signing for running backs in the National Football League. These are the top five guys. McCaffrey, when he signed his deal, he had $30 million guaranteed at signing. Derrick Henry, 25.5. B. John Robinson, who was drafted inside the top 10, 22.8, which tells you that's why teams don't draft running backs inside the top 10 very often. Then Alvin Kamara, just under $22 million. Then Nick Chubb at 17.1. Million dollars, and I'm sure Saquon Barkley wants to be second or third on this list, and deservedly so. We know how talented he is, we're not diminishing his talent, we're just talking about positional value. And you have to ask yourself, is it worth paying a running back a bunch of guaranteed money? We're gonna find out, aren't we? I'll ask you this question though before we move on to Colin Johnson Will the Giants get a long term contract done with Barkley by July 17th? 
What do you think? Predict the future for me because I want to know what you think. Type Y for yes. Type N for no. Share your thoughts. Will a deal, a long-term deal, get done with Saquon? Let me know. Let's close out today's show talking about Colin Johnson, the former Texas Longhorn, who had his season cut short last year due to an Achilles injury prior to the season, and he was having a great camp just like he is this year. But an injury like that forced him to be out for the remainder of the season, but he has been a standout player so far at Giants OTAs. We'll tell you all about that around the corner, but first, get hooked up with our proud sportsbook partner, BetUS. Go to chatsports.com slash bet. Use that promo code chat125, and they're going to hook you guys up with 125% deposit bonus. I know this is an NFL channel, but the NBA Finals are freaking here, and you can win some real cash over there. You can rock with the Nuggets, who are heavy favorites, or if you're feeling frisky, you can bet on the Heat as they are plus 330. Put some money on the Heat. You're going to get great value there. The question is, are they going to win? I'm rocking with the Nuggets. I got Nuggets in five. And you can place your bets with our sponsor and proud sportsbook partner, BetUS. Go to chatsports.com slash bet. Just use the promo code chat125 for the 125% deposit bonus. Colin Johnson would have made the team last season if he did not get hurt. The way he was playing early on in the preseason, the way that he looked in practice, him and Daniel Jones clearly had a chemistry building and growing. Jones likes the big body threat that he is. And for a big guy, Colin Johnson is a sneaky athletic. He's got good speed. and He's a good route runner and he creates separation. Has a little bit of a fumble problem. We've seen that in the past. But the dude is sticky with his hands and he makes big time plays. And Dan Duggan, who covers the Giants for the Athletic, is telling us that. Last not last, no, I guess that was yesterday afternoon, tweeted out that OTA stats are basically worthless, but the volume of catches by Colin Johnson says something. Of Tyrod Taylor's 14 completions on Wednesday, eight went to Colin Johnson, picking up where he left off last summer, where he was absolutely going to make this roster before he got hurt. Johnson hasn't had too many reps under his belt in real NFL-meaning uh, games has never scored a touchdown with the New York Giants. Both those touchdowns came with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played in just 26 games in his NFL career. But you see some of the talent. Deep threat. Big play guy. 13 yards per catch. 26 catches. Almost 400 yards. Thing is, for Johnson, this wide receiver room is absolutely packed. You got Hodgins, Shepard, Robinson, Slayton, Campbell, Hyatt, Crowder, Johnson, Bryce Ford, Wheaton, David Sills. Like, there are so many people on this roster, and I only see the Giants keeping seven guys, and I think five of those spots are already taken up. I think Hodgins is a lock to make the roster, Wandale Robinson is a lock, Darius Slayton's a lock, Paris Campbell's a lock, and Jalen Hyatt's a lock. And I think there's only seven, two more spots to go around. And you're gonna be, see a battle between Shepard, Crowder, Colin Johnson, Bryce Ford Wheaton, and Jeff Smith, who offers really good versatility at the special team spot. I say all that to say, the wide receiver position battle is going to be a dogfight for the rest of the NFL offseason for the New York Giants. Those preseason games, people are going to win jobs in those games, and that's going to make it so much fun for us Giants fans. And I am glad, although the Giants don't have that number one wide receiver target, even though I think Darren Waller will be that guy, he's a tight end, so we won't talk about that, but I believe that the Giants are deep and competition breeds the best results, and that's what they have right now, competition unlike last year, and I am happy with the way Joe Shane has built out this wide receiver room. I do want to ask you guys this question. We just showed you the depth chart. I gave you my five guys that are guaranteed to make the roster. What seven wide receivers do you think make the Giants roster? 
Let me know what you think down in the comment section. I want to hear from you guys. Sound off down below. I want to close out today's show because my mom is probably watching out there. Our 18-year-old Yorkie passed away this morning, unfortunately. Very sad day. So if you got a pet out there, give it an extra big hug today, tomorrow, whenever you see it again. Because, man, sometimes just when you have pets like that, it, they become a part of the family, no doubt about it. And that's exactly what our puppy, little Hannah, was. Very upsetting. Uh, my mom's going to be watching this show. She's very upset about it. This has been her dog her whole life. and uh, Or I guess the past 18, uh, probably 16 years we got her when she was young. But show her some love. Show good old Hannah some love. Type RIP Hannah in the comments section. My mom's going to be watching. She'll be reading the comments. Make her feel better. Type RIP Hannah down below. Thank you.